Welcome to the St. Leonard's Spotlight Podcast. Our goal is to share information with parents at home and abroad, which you can listen to whenever and wherever. Please do subscribe and follow to receive alerts of new episodes. Welcome everybody to the second episode of the St. Leonard's Spotlight Podcast. Thank you very much for all the feedback we got for the first episode. It was really positive and very much appreciated. Today, I'm joined by Don Pemberton-Hislop, our Deputy Head Academic, and we are going to be talking a little bit about our sixth form choices options. Hello, Don. Hello. Thanks, Andy, for the introduction. So, Don, do you want to give us a quick background of, I suppose, who you are within the school and what your role is? Yeah, sure. So, I am the uh, Deputy Head Academic I've now been at St. Leonard's uh, for for a wee while, so since um, 2003, um, and I have the overview of the academic curriculum in the senior schools, so we very much focus on uh, the transition from the junior school into the senior school, and then those natural transition points, such as from year 9 into year 10, and from year 11, the end of the GCSEs, into the IBDP, and also now the BTEC programme. A large part of what we're hoping to do today is we had a fantastic parents information session a couple of weeks ago outlining, I suppose, some of the key changes that have taken place and looking ahead to the sixth form. So we really thought this would be a great chance to talk through some of those key points for those of you who weren't able to attend. So I don't know if you want to start us off, Don, a bit of a general overview, maybe. Yeah, so... um Often people think the the IB um, the IBDP um, and now the BTEC program are quite complicated, but they're both a, a great uh, they're great courses to enable access to to university and other uh, career paths, um, and they're fairly straightforward and prepare students for the world that they're aiming to to go into when they when they leave school. Um, so I'll just kick off talking about the IB diploma. Yeah, go for it. Um, so students need to choose um, six subjects, which is which is great because it um, it's very broad, keeps many doors open. We know at the age of of sixteen, it's quite hard to decide what you want to do later in in life. So so they choose six subjects. Three need to be at higher level, and three need to be at standard level. Now the higher level subjects should be the subjects that students are thinking they would like perhaps to have a, a career in. Um, now, a common question that comes up from parents is, do the higher level subjects count for more come the end of the two-year programme than, say, a standard level subject? So, no. The, 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 all of the subjects are um, out of seven, seven points. So, seven is the highest. Uh, one is, is the lowest. Um, so, the, they're all worth exactly the same. However, universities, if, if a student is looking to go to university, Universities will often ask for a certain point score with their high level subjects. Now, if you are curious about what certain subjects may ask for, if you're feeling a bit lost looking at universities on the internet, please do get in touch with us at school. Mrs. Reese and other colleagues are regularly in touch with universities and give you some really up to date information there on specific requirements to make sure that people are making the right choices if they know the direction they'd like to head in. Yep. Yep, and um, Mrs. Reese um, or Aileen is very experienced in speaking to universities about uh, IB requirements, etc. I'd, I'd like to add, um, we, the BTEC is new to us this year, um, and we've started with the the business BTEC program. So students will, will will follow the business BTEC and take two or three other subjects uh, from from the diploma. Um, and we have Edinburgh Napier University today uh, speaking to us and speaking to Mrs. Reese 
about uh, what requirements they're looking for. So we have a lot of contact with universities throughout the UK and overseas as well. Fantastic. So in terms of the subject breakdown, so I suppose yep. some of you may have, and again, we do have, we've sent out a lot of information. If that information hasn't quite landed, please do get in touch with us. We're happy to send out more information. There's booklets covering a lot of the information that we're sharing today, but also, and one of the key documents is a choices form. Yes, yeah. So the choices form is there to ensure students are choosing um, three subjects at standard level and three at high level, but also so that they can see what is on offer because it, it is slightly different to, to the GCSE programme. So there are, there are, as I mentioned, they have to choose six subjects and there are six different groups. So all students must choose what we call their language A, so their first language. So the majority of our students, that will be English. Um, we also offer a range of others from Chinese to Russian to Italian to Dutch, etc. Um, there are two different options within language A, and that's the literature route and the language and literature route. Now, the literature route... Um, Often students think it's harder. It's not harder. It's just different to the language and literature route. So literature, if they're very much into reading, really like their books, then that's the, the route that they want to take. If um, that, that's not, not quite the case, um, then the language route will also look at um, how we use language in the media um, and that's often something that that really interests students. So they're 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 both as hard or as easy as each other. Um, they're just different routes. Yeah, I think Mr. Yunoni made a really good point where he commented on the fact that those who are maybe into creative writing or are really wanting to put their own stamp of authority on a piece of written work, yes, that that literature and language option was definitely the one yeah. to go for. Yep, yep, absolutely. And then we move on to group two. Group two is a uh, student's second language. Now, if students have um, a, a very high ability in their second language or are near fluent, or even some students will be uh, native in, in, in two languages or have that fluency, then they can choose a second language A. So, for example, we have a number of students who might do German language A and English language A. The, the other options are uh, what we call language Bs. So if a student has done French to GCSE or German or, or at that level of GCSE, they would then move on to a, a B language. They are offered at both high level and standard level. And again, there's a, there's a range. If a student hasn't done, uh, let's say, German GCSE or at that level with their German, they couldn't go on to do uh, the language B subject. So if a student doesn't have that level or they've got to the point where they don't really want to study that particular language anymore, we have um, an option which is called language ab initio. And that simply means students can start a new foreign language from scratch. And again, we offer a number of those from French uh, to Italian to Japanese, Spanish, etc. So within uh, group two, there's a lot of different languages and a, diff and a lot of different levels that students can look at. Now, there is sometimes opportunities to undertake ab initio, even if it's a language that you have potentially studied previously. And I think if you had any thoughts on that one or you wanted to ask some questions, please do get in touch. Our languages department I would be very happy to have that discussion and let you know whether or not ab initio is an option. For some, we definitely feel they've maybe not quite peaked with the language yet. But starting again, letting them recover some of the basics would be a really good option for the sixth form. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's all about the level the student is at. It's not, um, you know, have they got this qualification, that qualification. If they have, have studied, for example, French before, but they've struggled with it, or they've not got to a certain level, then uh, the ab initio uh, route is a good route for them. Fantastic.
I'll move on to, to group three. So the, the, the group three subjects I'm very at home with, uh, being a geographer and they're the, the humanities, um, which, um, under the IB umbrella, we call individuals and societies. So students can study a, a large range in this column. So they could do economics, geography, history, business management, psychology. We have others such as a, a subject called ITGS, which is information technology in a global society. So there's a range of humanities they can do. And for all of these courses, there's no prerequisite. So they don't have to have done geography GCSE to go on to do geography IB. Um, lots of students will want to trial new subjects such as economics, business, um, psychology. And we run um, a couple of induction weeks um, at the end of their year 11 um, and even at the start of, of their year 12. Um, so they get taste of lessons in the subjects that they've not studied before. Often students think a subject sounds great. They think economics, that sounds great, but they really need to know well, what's involved in that subject for them to go on to be successful in it. We also offer um, a subject called environmental systems and societies, which can be taken in group three or group four, but I'll come on to that subject a little bit later. Yeah, it's important to note as well that obviously we're asking for forms to be filled in quite soon, but these are not a final commitment. I suppose in our mind, we ask to get an idea of numbers, but often children will change their, their choices after induction week at the end of the year or even after the summer holidays, dependent on GCSE results. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. And I think that that's key. After the end of the GCSE results, there is there is a bit of change and that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, nothing that is chosen now is going to be insisted upon later. I think that's a key message for the yeah. students. Yeah. They often feel a bit of pressure to make these first choices. Actually, we really just want them to start thinking about what they might want to do next year. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, it's uh, we, we start the process now, um, but it's a long journey for them because they, they do need to make sure that they're making the right choices. So when they do look at uni, they've got yeah everything open to them that they want open to them. Fantastic. Okay, shall we move on to, to yes, group please. four? So group four is our sciences. Um, so there's the, the, the traditional sciences of biology, chemistry and physics. And again, they can do all of those at either higher level or standard level. And then we have some newer sciences for them. So we have computer science um, and we have sports, exercise and health science. So computer science is offered at higher level and standard level. And sports, exercise and health science is just currently offered at standard level. And again, they will need more information on these different sciences to ensure that they're taking the or making the right the right decisions. Environmental systems and societies, we, we often refer to that as ESS. Um, is a, a, a subject, a science that can be very popular. Um, it's uh, it's only offered at standard level and it's a mix of geography and biology. And it's not necessarily an easier route, but if students are not really enjoying their sciences too much or they'd like to, to, to focus more on their languages, for example, um, ESS can be a, a good route for them. They can take it in either group three or group four. Um, and again, I'll come back to the reasons for that um, in, in a few minutes. No, there is quite a bit of flex in it. I, th I think that's one of those ones that, again, I'll mention it. If there is any questions as a result of this podcast or just conversations with your son or daughter, please do get in touch. I think it's going to be one of the biggest moments. We get that it'll take a bit of communication to make sure the right choices and we're more than happy to talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
and I'm aware, as as, as I just mentioned, we've got there's a lot of information that we're we're, we're giving you. Um, so that the idea is you digest the information and then you can ask the the kind of personal questions that are just pertinent to you um, or your child. Um, I'll move on to group five. So group five is maths. Now maths for this current cohort, so the, the cohort moving into um, IBDP in 2019, maths. There's a big change to it. So we now have two different options at higher level and two different options at standard level. And the idea is that maths becomes accessible to everybody. So the the high level maths will stretch those able mathematicians and the standard level maths will make maths accessible to those who struggle with it or those who are just not so keen on it. I always think it's great for them to do maths um, in in the UK or quite unlike the, the rest of Europe where you don't have to study maths post-16. Um, so when students are applying to, to jobs or universities in the UK, there's sometimes a bit of a disadvantage because they haven't kept their, their maths going. So it's great for them to, to keep maths going until uh, the age of, of 18 over the two-year course. The students can just at the moment let us know whether they want to do the SR route or the HR route. There's two different types of routes within those. So for example, at standard level, they could go down the what's called analysis and approaches route, or they can go down the applications and interpretations route. Now, they will all follow a core of SL Maths until about February of their year 12. So they don't need to make any decisions on which route they want to go down until much later and until they are more informed. Um, so at the moment, we just need, do they want to do HL or do they want to do SL? And again, any further information you want on that, then please just do get in touch. Fantastic. Okay, and we'll move on to the final group, group six. Yes, please. So our group six is called arts and electives. Um, so students could do music at higher or standard level. They could do theatre or drama at higher or standard level, and they could do uh, visual art, so that the art and design at, again, either higher or standard. If um, the arts are not, not their thing or they're thinking that they want to go on to do medicine, for example, this is the column that they would choose a second science so in group four they might choose to do chemistry and in group six they might choose to do biology we also offer french so they could do um, spanish in group two and french in group six we offer latin in this column we offer economics geography chemistry biology and then further ab initio languages so there's a big range of subjects for them to choose in column six this is also the column that if they are very much into their arts and they would like to, for example, do theatre and music, they can do that if they choose ESS as their science. So if they do environmental systems and societies as their group three and four choice, it gives them the freedom to choose two art subjects in group six. I'm aware that that's complicated. And again, <laughs> if you wanted to get in touch about that, um, we do usually have a number of students that do that. Um, each, uh, and obviously in particular, if they want to go down the route of, of heading into the arts. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we are very proud of at St. Leonard's is our ability to offer such a wide range of subjects and to give people the flexibility to take the subjects that they really want to take forward into the sixth form. So there's always a discussion to be had. Yes, yeah. And if there's any combination that 
you would like your son or daughter to do and you, you it's, it doesn't appear on the on the choices form so for example we're sometimes asked about if it's possible to do business and psychology and yes it is possible it just depends on numbers for us um, but if that's something that you want to ask about yeah then then please do fantastic um, in terms of I suppose some general questions that often come up so what would be the tangible differences between a standard level and a higher level subject so we know that they equal the same amount of points yeah. But, so what's the difference then? So a, a, a standard level subject, students will attend four lessons a week and a higher level, they'll do six lessons a week. Now, for some subjects, it is, I shouldn't say simply, but it's simply more. So they will have more, um, for example, geography, they will have more geography to do. In other subjects, it does get that bit harder. So students definitely need to ask their teachers, um, or again, you can get in touch to ask us um about the difference between high level and standard level for the different ones. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's that bit harder. Okay, fantastic. Um, I suppose what what other changes might a student see once they enter the sixth form compared to say the GCSE years? Okay, so as they enter as they enter sixth form, there'll be a, there'll be a number of changes, and I think they're often very welcomed by the students because they've got to the end of year eleven, they've been at senior school for a long time, and they they need that change. So it's it's a good change for them. They'll they'll do the six subjects. Um, which you'll be able to work out comes to, to 42 points, um, seven for each subject. But there's also the core that they need to do, which is worth um, three points. So the, the IB itself is out of 45 points. So they, they're, they're attached to houses, which is great socially. Um, that That's a big social and different change for them. And they get what we call um, study periods. They will call them free periods or spares. Um, Definitely study periods. Yes. Yeah. So they 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 need to start thinking more about independent work and taking responsibility for their own deadlines, etc. So that's a big change. But we give them quite a bit of coaching with that. On top of that, then there's the the, the core. So they will do a program called the Theory of Knowledge. They will take on CAS, which is Creativity, Activity, and Service, and they will also do an extended essay. The, the skills that they gain from these different areas are, are just warmly welcomed by the world of work or by, by universities. So extended essay is a 4,000 word essay, which is very much independent research, which they, uh, they struggle with the start of that journey. But by the end of that journey, they are very appreciative of how the, the, well, the skills that they have learnt um, heading forward to, to university. Creativity, activity and service, they need to do something creative, they need to do some action and they need to do some service. And again, it just tries to teach them about the balance between the world of work and academia, but still carrying out other things. Lots of them have no problem completing um, the the activities. Um, They do lots of sports, that's fine. Some of them struggle with doing something creative or doing a bit of service, but again, we help them with that. So service could be working down the junior school, it could be helping out at the local uh, guide group. It could be um, helping out at the buyer for them to their theatre. They could do that. So there's lots of opportunities for that. There's not a time allowance on that. So a lot of them think, or oh, how much, how many hours have I got to complete? And it's not about that. It's about meeting certain um, learning outcomes. Um, and then um, on, on top of that, they do a programme called the Theory of Knowledge, which um, helps them with critical thinking. How do I know? What do I know? In this world of, of false or fake news, how, what, how can I rely upon certain sources? So it teaches them um, a lot of skills. So there's, there's, there's big change as they move from the, the senior school into the uh, sixth form. And as I said before, it, it's very welcome. 
Fantastic. Is there anything else that you feel we'd like to pass on to the parent body? I think the, the, the last thing to add is a little bit about the BTEC program. So we've cu- we currently offer um, BTEC sport, uh, sorry, BTEC business, um, and we'll be offering BTEC sport um, at the start of next academic year. And the BTEC, um, it is more about um, looking at coursework and how students learn and how they um, go about their work not so much focus upon exams. So it's a different way of working um, rather than, I think some students see it as an easier route and that's not necessarily the case. It's it's simply a different way of, of going about your work and a different way of working. On top of the, the BTEC programme, they would need to choose two or three other subjects and they can choose those at standard level, they can choose those at a high level, but it gives them um, a good program to then be applying to university with. Yeah, and, you know, we had a, we had a, a former pupil come in recently and speak to our students in the BTEC business program, and uh, you know, I think he was someone that didn't necessarily find school the most natural moment for him. I think he found it quite hard and in some ways a bit restrictive. But he came in and, and led a fantastic presentation with our BTEC students and really was able to inspire them a little bit. He's he's now an entrepreneur. And, he, and he's really leading forward. I mean, the, the vocational skills that our BTEC students will take forward will be really yeah. positive, yeah. whatever they choose to do next. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, um, Edinburgh Napier uh, University are up speaking to the BTEC students today, and they've invited them down for a, for a day to go and have a look at how their courses are, are structured. So it's a, it's a great alternative route. Fantastic. Well, was there anything else to add, Don? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think um, the... the the, the final thing we need to say is students just need to be informed about what they do next. There are so many different courses out there um, and there are so many different rumours about different courses um, and they just need to be fully informed about the decisions that they make, the option choices that they make. So, yeah, any questions that they have or any questions that you have, um, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Now, if you did want any of those resources, please do contact the school reception. They can put you in touch or do contact myself, Don Pemberton or even Aileen Reese. For some more information, we would all be happy to get back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you very much, yep, Don. Thank you very much. Very helpful. And again, I hope that the, the parents at home, wherever you are, are finding this useful. Do please keep giving us feedback. The podcast is still a very new format for us, but thank you for listening and uh, we'll be bringing some more information soon. Thank you. Thank you.